This is Stephen McHugh reporting for Unique Dyslexic iRadio. Whenever I think about the difficulties I experienced with writing at school, I am taken back to an image I used for a dyslexia project I did for my first dyslexia qualification. Some of you may also remember it. To me, it summed up dyslexia for me to a T at that time. It was just a hand wearing an industrial glove and holding a pen covered in rose thorns. No non-dyslexic will ever comprehend how the seemingly simple act of putting pen to paper can be so difficult and painful for dyslexics on so many levels. Going back to my secondary school days, I can remember that I would look at others in my class writing neatly in joined up writing, all using their fountain pens with precise and delicate-like movements. They left no trail of ink blots on the paper as the hands glided over the page with all the ease of a professional ice skater. Their writing flowed easily across the paper like water flowing down a river. Sentences and paragraphs all neat and tidy. The spelling miraculously correct appeared across the page as I watched. Me, I couldn't get it together at all. The fountain pen felt uncomfortable, like an alien object from some distant planet in my left hand. My writing didn't flow, it stuttered like chalk screeching across a board. I had to drag the pen across the page like a heavy weight through mud. Whilst not as prickly as the pen in the picture, it metaphorically might as well have been. No sooner had I put my pen to paper, there would be a mess of ink trailing behind my left hand. My hand would be covered in ink as I tried to engage in the act of writing on a piece of paper. In the end, I used to write with my head hunched over my work and my right arm covered the top of the paper. A few minutes after I put pen to paper, my hand would start to ache and cramp up. I had to grasp the pen so tightly in an effort to keep some control over my handwriting, but all to no avail. Oh, my head would be full of ideas racing ahead of me, but I just couldn't get them down on paper, at least not in a legible way. Needless to say, it took me ages to write anything. Even then, every time I handed the work in to a teacher, the comment would be on my messy work. If I was lucky, they wouldn't do it in front of the rest of the class. Then there was my spelling to contend with. It was like trying to drive down a road full of potholes. It seemed like every third word there was a pothole and I was down it. I would have to stop and contemplate how to spell something. Every five yards I drove down this road, I would hit a pothole and another pothole and then another pothole and then another. Spelling, 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 spelling. Oh, what fun it was at school. By the time I was 14 years old, I'd had enough of school. Well, the learning part of it anyway. So I just stopped attending. Not altogether though. I would go to art and music, but for me, the rest of school was irrelevant, boring and painful. I was able to express myself very well in art and music. No barriers there. My ideas flowed like mercury down a slide. I also enjoyed religious studies. Not that I'm a religious person in any way, but we used to discuss life and theories and the work of ancient philosophers and exploring ideas in the spoken word. It was fun. Back then, it was a lot easier to skip school. I had lots of inventive ways of skipping school back then. The easiest one was just not wearing a correct piece of uniform. Just going into school without wearing a school tie was a good enough reason to be sent home. I remember once I went in a pair of red jeans. They were my favourite red jeans, really red, and I didn't even get through the school gate. Years later, in my first year at university, I got feedback from a lecturer for a 2,000-word assignment I completed. I'd spent many hours handwriting this assignment. Gould only knows how many pieces of paper were screwed up and thrown in the bin before I completed. Every word was written in uppercase because it was the only way I could write legibly. I checked every word for spelling errors many times. It was just like painting the Sistine Chapel for me. Yet the first comment the lecturer wrote on the page in the dreaded 
did red ink was. Doesn't writing like this take a long time? How can you ever expect to pass any exam writing like this? His comment took the gloss off the fact that I got straight A's for the politics part of my degree, mainly because there were no exams and I had plenty of time to do the work. I moved to a different university in my second year and it was here I was assessed as being dyslexic. It was then I was given access to a disabled student's allowance to buy a computer and assistive technology. The real thing that helped me was access to a keyboard. Hurrah, my handwriting was no longer the bane of my life. I could be judged by what I'd written, not by how it had been written. It was then I started on my journey of discovery of my dyslexia. More importantly, I didn't have to do any writing by hand. I was finally liberated from that pen of thorns by the digital marble that was the computer and printer. Peace, love and grooviness to you all. This is Stephen McHugh reporting for Unique Dyslexic. I Radio.